The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up on the program, how responsible are we to our spouse to remain sexy or desirable or attractive? That's one of the topics we'll talk about. And what if your wife was okay with it? Would you have an open relationship? 12% of us think that is the ideal type of relationship. This is uh, These are some of the topics we'll cover with our boys club coming up after 10.15. But first... Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. And you can feel free to email me anytime to laurie at drlaurie.com. Question, I have a porn addiction and need some help. Right to the point. Uh, So first we have to assess whether this is a problem uh, with sexual compulsivity or not. So uh, some basic questions you can answer. If you go to the website, IITAP.com, which is the International Institute of Trauma and Addiction or something like that, uh, they have like an assessment tool. There's another uh, website as well where you can take the assessment tool. It's called recoveryzone.com. And there you can find a test so you can, you know, check off different things and it will tell you, okay, you seem to have a problem or not. But my feeling is if you identify yourself as a sex addict, I'm assuming that you're not at all comfortable with your sexual behavior. So in this case, whether or not that's what the problem is, you're still not comfortable with with your sexuality. You should seek out therapy with a therapist who specializes in this area. To find one where close to where you live, that same website gives you a listing of all the certified sex addictions therapists, for example. In Montreal, we have um, a center called Lifeline, Chabad Lifeline, They for the whole community. They deal with all sorts of addiction, including sex addiction. There's also groups for Sex Addicts Anonymous, etc. So, and one of the first things that they ask you or tell you to do in, ter- in terms of sexual sobriety, because you need to be sexually sober for a while, uh, is to eliminate porn for 90 days. Like try and stay off masturbation and at the very least eliminate porn for 90 days. But you still have to address all the underlying mental health issues. Um, 80% of uh, sex addicts have had past traumas in their life. So you want to Uh, get a a thorough assessment so that whatever therapist is working with you can get to the root of the problem. It's not enough just to deal with the symptom, but you've got to get to the root. 514-800, if you have a question for me, please send it along. Hello, Dr. Lori, this might be a question you... uh, that you haven't heard before. My question is in regards to how I went from being able to last 15 to 20 minutes with my former partner down to two to maybe a max of five, which has persisted for the past five years. Uh, Age when issues started was 19. I'm now 24. I theorize that the issue stems from when my former partner and I decided to have unprotected sex while under the influence of marijuana, which seems to have left a lasting impression that drastically reduced how long I can control myself. 
Now, would this be something that I need a sex therapist to help remedy? Because I'm convinced that it is a psychological issue, not physical. I've given up on a on couple relationships over the past years due to a fear that I can't meet my own standards and that I also can't satisfy the needs of a potential partner. My last relationship fizzled even after I was encouraged to just keep trying and maybe I would grow accustomed over time, but that doesn't seem like a solution uh, since I tried that before with little or to no success. If there's any advice that you can give me as to where I should look for help, it would be greatly appreciated because I would really like to see myself control, uh, my self-control in the bedroom return to where it was. So just as a basic uh, point of knowledge, uh, the majority of men ejaculate between two and five minutes of intercourse. I can't say how your past experience affected this. I'm not sure. But could it be that you are now always worried about ejaculating too quickly? Because this worry can actually create a situation where it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. When a a man is in his head, uh, his brain, his mind, like, you know, distracted by whatever's going on in the brain, it's very difficult to focus on the sensations in your penis. And then it will be then difficult to slow things down when you feel that you're close to orgasm because you're not in your body. You're not aware of the sensations uh, going on. So the first step is to practice focusing on your sensations and focus on giving your partner pleasure through foreplay before you go for intercourse. It's interesting that you say your fear is to not pleasure your partner, but women need foreplay to get there. This is very, very important. So it's not about necessarily how long you last, although under a minute would be problematic for, we would consider that premature or under uh, 10 thrusts, for example, but your partner should already be well aroused, have climaxed already, even before the intercourse, considering most women do not orgasm through intercourse alone. 514 if you have a question for me, of course, you're, you're always welcome to call in at 514-790-0800. And think about the topic tonight. The first one we're going to discuss, how responsible are we to our spouse to remain attractive, desirable, sexy, whatever you want to call it. And, and just uh, for the record, I believe that you could be sexy at any age, any age. Uh, So here's another question. In my glands, there is acne. When I squeeze it, a whitehead comes out, but some of the acne are under the skin. So pimples or papules, papules are bumps that appear on the head of the penis, are uh, generally nothing to worry about. But I certainly would not try to pop the pimples because this is where the problems can come up. You can get an infection. If you have had sex, bumps on the penis can also be a sign of a sexually transmitted infection. So it's always best to have it checked out by a uh, a medical doctor to rule out any any source of infection. Texter writes, could you provide an example of a childhood trauma that can lead to porn addiction, please? So traumas can be um, anything from... Um, neglect as a child, uh, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, 
all of this, whether it's by the family of origin, by uh, you know, sexual abuse, by someone else, um, those are the kinds of trauma. So emotional traumas too. Like we have to assess how a person grew up, how um, did they feel uh, loved, what was their attachment like to their parents, were they anxious as children, like what was going on in their uh, childhood because a lot of this can be quite uh, traumatic and lead to using sex as a way of coping with uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable emotions. So oftentimes I'll hear from people who are compulsive about their sexuality is that they learned young, like when they were, you know, starting to masturbate or whatever, that masturbation always brought a sense of um, calm to them. So when things would be rough at home or they would get anxious or their parents, they would hear a lot of conflict in the home. They'd, they'd go to their room and this was their way <clears throat> to kind of um, calm themselves down. And so if you're using that, if you learn to use that as a coping mechanism, as you get older, it could just become more and more and more severe, especially when you throw in now uh, exposure to porn and more porn, and then it gets it's sometimes more extreme, and, and so it can get, it can feel like uh, out of control, and then it starts to have an impact uh, on the rest of your life. Once it starts having an impact on the re rest of your life and you, it's associated with feelings of shame and guilt, then you, it's pretty much a sexual com uh, compulsive disorder at that point and should be, uh, should be treated. Coming up in just a few moments, uh, how responsible are we to our spouse to remain desirable, attractive, Sexy. Big question. Uh, I have some uh, study on that that I want to share with our guys. So the boys are in studio tonight. We'll get this from a guy's perspective. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. So apparently only 38% of married women think their husband is uh, sexy. Hmm, here's a question. How responsible are we to our spouse to remain sexy or desirable or attractive? And bear in mind, I, I don't think this is an age thing. I think you can be sexy at any age. Uh, so I, I want you to answer that question. Tonight we've got the guys in studio. We've got Steve and Costa and Irwin, our regulars. Well, hello. The old timers, we'll call you. The old timers. Old school guys. Yeah, the old school guys. Exactly. In studio. We're also live on Facebook. So uh, you can go to my page, Dr. Lori Batito, or my other page, whatever you want, and find us there. Watch us, interact with us in between uh, segments, see what happens behind the scenes. It's always, uh, we always have a good time. So the question is you heard the question, right? No. No? Okay. Uh, only 38% of married women think their husband is sexy, while 57% of husbands say the same about their wives. How responsible do you think we are to our spouse? Totally responsible. To remain attractive. Totally responsible. I mean, it's part of your physical good health. 
mental good health mm -hmm. and part of keeping your relationship alive with your spouse. So it's good all around. So if you really want to have a, a healthy relationship and you want to be responsible for your own health, you take care of it. Yeah, okay. I'm with you on that. Steve, what do you think? I think it's important as well. Uh, I remember some early relationships where uh, right off the bat I noticed, well, when I say letting yourself go, it doesn't necessarily mean physically, just not caring. Not caring right. enough early on, and I thought to myself, my God, if this continues like this, I mean, I'm going to be looking elsewhere, you know, so I think it's important, you know, to, to maintain each other for each other, yeah. What do you think? Well, Costa? I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm talking here to husband and wife team who are both bodybuilders. Okay? Not bodybuilders. Well, <laughs> well, the sport of bodybuilding, okay, but well. we're not bodybuilders per se. Okay. So I'm not big enough for that. But uh, no, we, my wife and I both keep uh, keep in good shape. Uh, we're at the gym at least five times a week. Uh, we actually, our biggest arguments is who's going to get to go to the gym and at what specific time. So. Right, because who's going to watch the kids? <laughs> no, not no, really. They're no, at right. an age where, uh, but it's basically who's going to get the the, the food uh, prepped in uh, order for uh, the meals after the gym, if you will. So you've always both maintained a healthy lifestyle? Well, listen, the, the healthy lifestyle came as the kids got older. Actually, we were talking about that with Stephen Irwin uh, prior to coming on air, where it's hard. When your kids are young, it's hard to find the time in order to do that. But now we're at an age where well, our children are at an age and luckily for us we're still in at an age where we could do it we have the energy to do it where our kids are old enough where they, we could leave them alone at home right. and we could go do uh, we take could go to the gym and take care of ourselves and listen we spend i would say with the uh, the sauna if you will uh, the cardio and all that my wife and i both spend about two 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 hours to two and a half hours a day at the gym each wow. respectively wow. so uh, Matt so let, put yourself in a situation where you did that let's say you were a regular taking care of yourself but your wife um, stopped and got heavier and did you know wasn't so caring anymore about the same things I'll, t I'll tell you something now for my wife here's the thing it's this is a catch-22 I think once one person does it it's automatic that the other person, without even being forced or persuaded to keep in shape, the other person will automatically do it on their own. No, I don't uh, think so. You don't think so? <laughs> no, no, I, no I, I agree with Costa because I know, like, even in my case, I mean, Daniel's up in the morning between 5 6 o'clock. She's downstairs in the gym. You were, you don't uh, work out as much as she does, do you? No, but right. you think I usually. Follow her. I'm. I'm not going to get up at five thirty in the morning. Yeah, she's a beast. Uh, she's yeah. up. She's up there. Uh, but you know, she really takes good care of herself, and I want to take good care of myself too. Because I figure, you know, you know, we're also at a different point in our lives right now. Where uh, you know, I'm. Let's face it. We're aging. We're aging. We're aging, we're and a we need to get strong we're and keep our bones strong. And uh, it matters now more than ever. And I've decided I'm not going anywhere. So we're, you know, we're going to be doing this together. Oh, Lori, you see, look, I'm, I'm what? I'm turning 45 this year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in, I'm in better shape now than most 20 year olds are in. So age, you're saying about age. Age is just a number. It's it's all a state of mind. And now you were talking before about the wife and how how my wife would be. Again, it's it's a state of mind. I'm I'm in love with my wife for who she is now. Now how the, whether she, or not she gained weight wouldn't bother me as much. Now I think it would knowing how she is, it would bother her more than it, it would, would bother, bother me. Her. Okay. 
I, I get that. I hear that uh, quite a bit, actually, which is interesting, like in talking to women about this, because I brought up this topic to other other people. And the women do seem bothered by their husbands who don't take care of themselves. But the husbands don't seem as bothered. It's like, ah, so she's a little bit heavier here, a little bit. It's okay. You know, just well, give me, more just cushion give me for the pushing. Just give me naked. I'm good. <laughs> you know? you go. Well, look, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would never hold my wife to such a. I mean, my, my wife in my eyes is a ten. You know, and uh, as she would, should be. Yeah, and I would never hold her to such a high standard and expect her to maintain it. But that being said, if she went completely the other, the, the completely in the other direction, which was your question, and I was making an effort to stay sexy, and she was making, and she completely stopped and been disinterested. Yeah, I'd probably get pretty passive aggressive for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, we'd start with a little passive aggressive, and then a few hints. You know, and then eventually a conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'd like to point out that as much as, of course, we all want to just be loved for who we are and, and whatever, I get I get that. But sometimes you can't help how you feel or that attraction if your partner, like, you know, like, as you said, lets himself go or, or what have you. That can that can be difficult, if especially if it goes against your value of maintaining um you know, good health. So how do you, like, it's a really tough situation for people to be in, to love a partner and not love the fact that they don't take care of themselves. Yeah, well, I would try to support her if that was the case. And we support each other all the time anyway. Yeah, which which is important. But it's like Costa said, you know, it's not about looks. I didn't fall in love with my wife because of her looks, you know. And uh, oh, they, listen, yeah. I, that, that's the first thing that attracted me to to my wife. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to lie You're either. You're being honest. No, I'm being that's honest. True, that's that's right? the first thing that attracted to me. Her looks, her their the her well, elegance, if you will. Listen, uh, woman, yeah, that, well, I mean, I was attracted to my wife at first too. I mean, that that, that, that led to well, the first. Well, we all date, change. That, we that, age. Yeah. We. That's the normal know. thing. Yeah, you no. get you get of attracted. Course. The first, imp- you know, that's I'm, the first impression. Right? I'm just saying, I was attracted to I was attracted and did a lot of women that. Didn't matter how attractive. But you see, back if if we're going back now, approximately seven eight years ago, I I was at my worst. So you know what? That question would have. Why didn't my wife leave me, or she didn't attack me? I was horrible. I was horrible. I I looked. I was in bad shape. Did she bug you at all? Mm -hmm. At all? She didn't bug me at all. I was two pack a day smoker. I'm not going to say I was a heavy drinker, but I drank. I I would drink. I was in the bar. I was in the bars. That's what I did. Uh, my business uh, ate like garbage with these messed up hours of going to bed and waking up. So See, that would that worries me about with a, a partner. I worry more about forget. It's not so much the look as much as the health. It's like I worry that you're not going to be around. Well, that that's precisely the point. But she never bothered me. She never pushed me. She she would drop hints here and there. And then, I don't know, something just clicked in me and mm-hmm. off we went and on to a new journey, if you will. She's better than me because I'm a little bit of an actor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, please get healthy. You know, I, it's so, it, it's just, it's important. And I think we have a responsibility to each other. Uh, for health-wise, though. For, more than anything okay, for health. Okay, because the question but was once, about appearance-wise. Well, it's about being sexy. But somebody who takes care of their health is sexy. Well, that, you know what I mean? It doesn't really, right. it doesn't matter if they're big, sexy, skinny, you know what I mean? Like sexy could come in all shapes exactly, and forms. Exactly. Okay. But there's something, there, yeah, <laughs> there's something about taking care of oneself that 
is that shows confidence that which is yeah, sexy. See, like all these things are sexy. Taking care of oneself could also be just the way you dress, you taking care of uh, your appearance. Yes, yes. You know, yes. Uh, a sh- uh, a shirt that's uh, maybe better ironed, uh, tailored. Someone who doesn't take hygiene. Some, oh, hygiene. Yeah. Some, <laughs> someone who does not take care of themselves is not sexy. Period. It's not. Right. It's not a turn on. You wouldn't be turned on by somebody who doesn't take care of themselves. Yeah, well, there you go. That's yeah. that's all part of it. Yeah. So the, uh, one texter writes, evidently both partners involved within a romantic relationship have an equal responsibility to simultaneously take care of both their general health as well as their physical appearance for both their proper as well as their partner's sake to a reasonable degree. However, that being said, it should fundamentally always be a matter of personal integrity, choice, and inspiration as opposed to um, an unhealthy, fanatic endeavor based upon obligation, pressure, fear, and bribery instead. You would hope, well, you know, you would hope that that's, that's where it would, um, that, that you can get that inspiration from inside as well. Because you want, people have to be responsible for themselves. I think if it leads to all the other stuff, it's because there's a, a huge, an enormous amount of frustration that could be built up as well. So there's uh, there's two sides of that. Uh, coming up, how many of us really just uh, want an open relationship? Apparently qu- quite a few. We'll ask the guys what they would do if it was on the table or offered. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. If you had a choice and it was okay with your partner, would you have an open relationship? So a new study says that about 12% of Canadians uh, say that open relationships, meaning that you you're in a you're in a marriage or a relationship, but you're also allowed to have sex outside of that relationship. Are their ideal type of relationship? So we're not talking about cheating. We're talking about like consensual non-monogamy. The guys are in studio. We have uh, Steve Drulis of, of Vivaldi Resto, Casa Sakiris of Otavio Resto, and Erwin Lamberski, not in the resto business. <laughs> Montreal businessman in the aerospace business, completely outside of the restaurant business, uh, joining us in studio. So what what do you think? If your wife was okay with it, like forget, okay, forget your wife. Let's forget your partners. If it was up to you, your ideal relationship type would be what? I don't think you'll get in trouble. We're just supposing here, okay? We're not we're not saying that's what you're going to do. So the wives listening, like, don't worry. I'm just thinking be about honest. it. Be honest. <laughs> Honestly, I think it would be just too much drama. Like, you, you have to take care of the, re- the relationship problems on one end and then relationship problems on the other end. It, it's too much hassle. Too, so for you, it would be too complicated. Way too complicated. There, there, there's just the logistics of it all would be too complicated. I don't have time for that. <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't see the even the the benefits of it, really. And you say it's only 12%. The so benefits that, would be that you would have uh, more I, to eat at the buffet. Well, uh, how much can yeah. you eat? <laughs> you can only stuff yourself so much. But, but, but <laughs> Different if, things. But if I'm happy with what I have, why would I have to 
do that. I mean, and you said twelve percent, which means eighty-eight percent are aren't. Well, it's not their ideal, so, but right. there's a there's a I, whole there's quite a few people, I, about four percent of the population. I, I wouldn't find it ideal. There would be. Yeah, like I say, a lot of logistics. The logi- Listen, the, the, that it, that it exists. Yeah, I yeah, know exactly. for a fact that it exists. I, it, I it's been propositioned to me, if you will, by the husband <laughs> to uh, share his wife. To share his wife. I was oh, like, I, I was shocked. How and the wife standing there. I'm like, oh no, no, no. Thank you. No, <laughs> I don't need this. Drama. I don't need this. Uh, but no, nah, it's yeah. it, it's out there. Like all fine. I'm yeah, not. I'm not. There. I'm not one to judge. Yeah. They're happy. It it, may, it pleases them. Fine. But for me, no, it's just too complicated. I, I'd walk away too. I wasn't sure I was going to answer that until I heard them answer. <laughs> and then I thought about it. Well, I never even liked. So I had some friends in my youth. They were serial daters. They could date four, five, six at women the at the same, same time. time. And I could never do that for the same reason. Cost just has too much work, too much. Right. I didn't have that much time. Right. So thinking about that, yeah, and I don't think I could do the open relationship. And I think yeah. if you could, if you weren't even able to serial date somehow, I, I think some of us are actually wired for monogamy. And I remember reading a research on that too. That I think we've discussed wired, this. Yeah, wired for monogamy, and some people are wired for non-monogamy. Well, which listen, is interesting. I've, I've I've serial dated before, obviously before I got married, but uh, which was fun. But like I said, it, you didn't have the responsibilities that you have now that right. I have now. Right. Uh, the business obligations, so logistically, and oh, just the time factor. Oh my right? god! As this text writes, aren't Montrealers afraid of diseases, viruses, bacteria? What about giving attention to your children? So well, who does go. that take away, right? When you're you've got your marriage, so you've got to worry about that and giving time to the couple, and then you have your Take boyfriend and girlfriends on the outside as well. I don't know who has that kind of time. Like it's uh, quite a bit. Uh, then a texture writes from a rational, more practical perspective. Polygamy, essentially based upon new experiences and hence change, seems much more natural as compared to the stagnation of monogamy which appears to ultimately require a high degree of intentional effort in order to be maintained, hence being relatively unnatural despite popular moral and religiously based ideologies and beliefs. That's very well said. But it hold does on. require... Oh, he, he said, he's speaking of polygamy. Polygamy yeah. is something different well, than polygamy, open... Polygamy is one man, multiple women. Here we're talking... It could be the other way around. Well. That's, That's polyandry. That's polyandry. They never end well... <laughs> Polyandry? Polyandry is when you have one woman, many men. Oh, I thought polyamory was just... No, polyamory is all of it. Okay, polygamy. Oh, okay. Polygamy is marriage of like what they do in Utah or whatever, right? Yeah. Where you, one man marries like sister wives. There's there's multiple wives, uh, which is... Like that, maybe I could get into that. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) You know, and some women actually wouldn't say no to a sister wife, meaning they, especially women in these traditional... Homes where all of the the child care and responsibilities fall on her is like, oh, great. I get to share it with somebody else. Oh, and I don't have to have sex with him as much as he wants. Go. You could do it. Go. Uh, so that that could work. But there's it's true that there is a degree of intentional effort. It's true that you have to work to maintain um, – to not get stagnant in the relationship. Like you have to work at it a little bit. So – um, uh, but you know, most some of us are just fine with that as well. Um, we've got sex. It, this text writes: "Sex is not a sport to me. This is for people who see sex as a game, not a bonding or a union of love." So, uh, no, 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 no. 
Well, this is for, well, hold on. This person is making sense because for people who are swingers, for people who um, are in a partnership, but they go to sex clubs, for example, they go to, you know, orgies, they, they, whatever. Sex is a sport. It becomes, uh, it's just seeking out pleasure without the bonding, without the, there's no love. It's just sex. Like there's love between the initial couple and then there's, you know, all the other stuff. And, and for people who engage in that, it works for them. But here's, it works here's for my them. point. Why, why I was hesitant in that. Like, I could be in the biggest argument with my wife. I could want to kill her. I could want, I hate her. I despise her at that specific time. Sex is sex. For me, I'm, it's, I don't need to bond with her at that point in time. It's just, <laughs> I'm being serious. And it's the same for her as well. It's, but it's not always that way. It's not always that way because then if it was always like that, then we wouldn't be in a marriage. We wouldn't have a marriage. But sex is is not what I use to express my love to her or to bond with her. Sex is something that we do because we have fun at it. And we do – it is a sport for us. Okay. It is a sport. We constantly – just like at the gym, I'm tr- we're trying to improve on our physique or on this. Well, you know what? Okay, no. Now I got to try and improve on the way I pleasure her or mm-hmm. her pleasure me. So it is a sport. It has, for us... That's the way it works. 95%, and I'm saying 95 just so I could give that extra 5%. Mm-hmm. That it, no, 95% of the time, it's just for fun. It's it's sport. Right. But and it's it has a sport nothing to do that with, has only two people. Agreed. <laughs> but it does have, has nothing to do with uh, swinging or anything like that. It's just that we have fun doing it. So right. I, I'm not going to sit there and cuddle with her or vice versa. Let me move on to another uh, question for the guys that we, we – I think we touched upon this with the ladies. Um, we often talk about why people cheat. Like we're always looking for why people cheat, why people cheat. But do we ever ask why people remain faithful? So think about this for a moment. Like give me a reason why you stay faithful. Besides guilt? <laughs> okay, no. Guilt is one. Go ahead. Happiness. <laughs> Happiness would be one. So being happiness, being happy, happiness, being comfortable. But, but you're not always ha- like happiness is is fine, but we're not always happy with our our relationship or our partner. Like it goes, there's a lot of ups and downs. Morals, 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 okay. responsibilities, being comfortable, comfortable See, in the relationship, comfortable in the relationship. Right. The top reasons for women, by the way, were the guilt. <laughs> the guilt would get them, um, and also because they wouldn't cheat. They stayed faithful because they were satisfied uh, with their relationship. So something to think about. Give us a, a, a ring here or a text at 514-800, and tell me, why do you think most people remain uh, faithful? Which is a very different question than we usually ask, which is, why do you cheat? Why do people cheat? Which is something that I get asked uh, quite a bit from uh, from people wondering, like, is my husband cheating or how do I tell and all of that. So let's talk about why we don't or why we remain faithful. With our Boys Club... With Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. 
We're on Facebook Live tonight uh, with our Boys Club. Here's a new topic for you. Although, let me get to some of the texts uh, regarding some of the... Why do you remain faithful? I stay faithful because I want to uh, from a female. And, you know, you're right. It is a choice. Monogamy is a choice. And it may not be an easy choice for some, but it, it is still... A choice. Uh, what is love but essentially an emotional attachment, which no degree of romanticizing will necessarily make it any better or holier than plain natural sex? This person writes. And I've dated men 10 years my age, and no man has ever complained. 10 years, I guess, old, uh, younger. As long as you decide that you don't want kids or more kids, because let's face it, we have a clock. And this is a person responding to the conversation we've been having off air with Paris uh, behind the scenes about would you date, uh, uh, if you were younger, like it, let's say 26, would you date somebody who was, say, 36 or 40 years old and not just date but marry, like in a, in, in a long-term relationship? And yeah, we can wonder why Paris is asking that question. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll just leave that up to your imaginations. Uh, another text writes, laziness. Women don't want to put lipstick on and high heels to search for another man. Laziness about what? Uh, about not taking care of yourself? You think that women are lazy? Like, what are you trying to say here? Uh, let me know. I want to share this study with uh, with Steve Costa and Irwin. Um, a clean home apparently yields more sex, less stress. So married couples with cleaner homes have 39.1% more sex than married couples with dirtier homes, although it seems to matter a bit more to um, to women about 10% more to women than uh, to men. So the question is, how much does this affect you? <laughs> like how clean your home is in terms of how much sex you're having? Zero. I want a clean home, but it won't affect my sexual drive at all. Okay. Would it, you, yeah, you'd do it in a pigsty would be okay. Right. <laughs> it's all good. In a pigsty, I couldn't care less. Ah, affect, you know, no, it bothers me though. Like I, 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 would I, bother I, I, you? I like, I do get stressed out when, when my place is too much of a mess, which a four and a two year old can do pretty quick. Yep. But would you uh, forego sex? Well, but if not he's really stressed not, out. Not, not that I would necessarily forego sex, but I, I come to a point where instead of like sitting down, relaxing with my wife, having a glass of wine, this and that, I'm running around picking Legos and I'm slipping on the floor and hitting my head on a, some stupid toy, you know, like uh, it affects me mentally. So yeah, it I guess it okay. Me, yeah. So there you go. So if it, about it. if it affects him in that way and causes that kind of like anxiety, anxiety yeah. uh, then he may not be up to, you, I would imagine that it might be difficult until you clean stuff up. That I'd have you to can, calm down a bit. Yeah. You'd have to calm down. Right. But what would calm you down? Sex, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, uh, but maybe cleaning the house would. I would probably clean right? the house first. Exactly. You mm -hmm. do the house first. Exactly. What mm -hmm. about you, Erwin? Wouldn't even give it a thought. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's, you know, it, I'm not in the stage of my life now where I, I have little kids running around. I have to figure out to, to pick up after them or, or do that. I mean, we have a teenager at home. and They can be pretty darn messy, my right? dear. Right, but the, but the rule is if I don't want to see the mess, I close the door. 
Right. She keeps it in her room and I close so the door. So it wouldn't affect you either way, though. I, I wouldn't even have given them the thought. I'm sure right. you could find a clean but closet But you know, there's somewhere. an old joke. Yeah. There's, there's really, a, a, you know, and jokes have a bit of truth to them, but this joke that men can have uh, sex in a pigsty, but for women, if there's one sock on the floor, it's enough to distract her. Yeah, know? I don't think so my wife would only. It's a little bit of an exaggeration, <laughs> but... Um, it would only distract me if I didn't recognize the sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Erwin. Whose well underwear is this? <laughs> it actually probably be the opposite between me and my wife. <laughs> so it would be the opposite. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It, that's interesting. It, it doesn't bother her, but it bothers you. It bothers me a bit more. Yeah, like okay. I like it a little more tidy than she does. So, right. Yeah. So, and I just think this this survey kind of points out how. There are many distractions in life that can get in the way of our sexuality. They can, maybe not for you know some guys, but uh, for some it can. Uh, so the texter writes back about laziness. Women are not motivated to start all over again, searching, hoping, begging, praying for a good man, so they settle. What? I don't understand. No, that no, no, no. Uh, the reason of cheating is not because he doesn't like his wife. It's because the man is bored and got used to his wife. It's like eating everyday schnitzel. He will need a change. So what you're saying is what? That it's she like, like schnitzel? Yeah. That, <laughs> that you, you. So that then it's inevitable. So, like, you're saying cheating is inevitable. This is what this person is saying. Because you're having schnitzel every day, you need a change. Well, another, so, well, does that, your wife know you need a change? Because the, she better be on board. That, they that, haven't figured that, out how that's to a different problem. change it yourself yeah. within your own relationship. You know? Add some mustard. Spice it up. Yeah, exactly. Some yeah. Find a way uh, to spice it up. Um, you said women care less about their men taking care of themselves and making effort. No, I said the opposite, actually. What happened to women loving the dad bod? Uh, when you know the the dad bod, I, I hear only younger women talking about loving the dad bod. I do not hear about middle aged women loving the how, dad. How bod. about the grandpa sorry. bod? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, what is the dad bod? What is that? It, it means it. like the the the, the, <laughs> the 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 little bit of the the belly, the oh. the pot belly. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the dad bod, as far as I know. Uh, when I was in my mid-20s, I dated my professor who was 60. I loved it. He took me to expensive restaurants that I couldn't afford. I prefer older men. Uh, another text writes, if a man's house is filthy, imagine his hygiene. That's a good point, especially huh. when you're dating. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Th I don't know. When you guys were dating, did you keep a clean home, a clean apartment? Oh, what? I, when I was dating, I was living with mommy and daddy. So. Oh, you live with mommy and daddy? <laughs> 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 so it was definitely it, it was it was spot it was immaculate. Yeah. I've seen some beautiful women terrorize a bathroom. To get yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. husband yeah. will always say when we when we travel and I leave hotel rooms in a mess, and he says, "Women, I don't know why women leave hotel rooms in a mess." Not just hotel and rooms. men and men like they want to clean it up. Okay. And I said, "You know why? Because we're so used to keeping everything so clean that we can let go here." Uh, Lori, it's I, like, I, I let was, somebody I, else I, clean I it. Found, and I'm going to ask these guys. I want to ask these guys this. You guys own a restaurant. Well, Dur that's exactly your bathrooms, men's bathrooms. That's exactly where I was going at. My the women's washrooms are the a disaster. Disaster zone. When I had the bar, that was even worse than the restaurants. It's like, what in the hell happened in here? Okay. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Right, it doesn't even make... No, we won't go into detail, but... <laughs> I just want to say, younger women like pot bellies on men since when? No, there's this... Th there are some. I'm not saying this is like, uh, uh, you know, across the board here, but... Uh, where more. they talk about... 
the dad bod. What's the dad bod? It's somebody who's somewhat let themselves Sophia, go. no more ab exercising. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, if people want some good food, they can go to these two guys' restaurants. Where can people find you, Steve? They can find us uh, at restofavaldi.com on any of the social media sites. And we're in Pierrefonds between Sources and St. John's on Gwent. Wonderful. And wonderful eats. And another one of my favorite restaurants, uh, Costa, at uh, where can people find Otavio you? Restaurant, Otavio.ca. Or you can find us on uh, Resto o- Otavio Restaurants on Facebook and Otavio Resto on Instagram. And important to note, it is a celiac restaurant. Celiac also. and allergy safe. Allergy, yeah, which are, there are very few of those. And, of course, Erwin, you can find him on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, <laughs> idgroup.ca, and I may have a barbecue. So that's about all I'm doing for the restaurant. <laughs> yes, he's the barbecue chef there. Uh, thank you all. Thank you to Paris Mansouri for uh, the behind-the-scenes and the Facebook Live stuff. Thanks to Brian Callisar, our wonderful technical producer. And thanks to all of you uh, for tuning in. You can find me on social media. If you like my page, the Dr. Lori Batito page, you'll be notified every time we go live on Facebook. If you want to send me a question, go to drlori.com. Fill out the form there and send me your questions on sex, love, and relationships. They'll be answered right here at the beginning of every show. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.